And now you're listening to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. Here are your hosts, Joe and Nick. Episode number nine. What's up, Nick? Not much. What's going on, man? We're almost to double digits. Almost. Show number eight. This is number nine. Show number nine. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost there. Almost. I could count. Hey, did you get your guitar working? Pretty much. Um, the guitar tracks I sent you the other night were done with my Strat through my amp, but the other one's still getting some buzz. I, you know, I can't use um, the uh, plugin that we downloaded. Uh, the FIS effects. I don't know why it's so noisy. Right. So, so I got finally got it clean through my amp. So that's what I did. But yeah, I got to get them rewired or something. Something's going on with them. Get that going. We can get some music out there. Yep. Did you listen to the tracks I sent you? I have not. I mean, I think they're pretty clean. So. Well, I'll check them out probably yeah. this weekend. I'll get to that. Yeah. Uh. On tonight's show, we are going to have um, our good friend, Lance Hale, radio DJ. Remember Lance? I remember Lance. Yeah, we were on his show probably about 20 years ago. Yeah, when he was back down in there, uh, Fort Myers, I think it was. Yeah, he was interested in what we were doing on the the Coffee Stain radio show. Mm -hmm. So So he had us on. Then he came on our show. We just kind of trade shows. Yeah. So let's have him on the show. Yeah. Hey. Uh, well, what station was he on down in, in Fort Myers? Was it? He said 99X, right? I think it was 99X. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. Hello. There he is. How we doing? Hey, how's it going, Lance? Good, good. Fantastic. And you? Not too bad. Doing Doing well, doing well. It's been a long time, my friend. Uh, it's been probably, what, 19 years? At least. <laughs> it's been a long time, for sure. <laughs> time flies. Yeah, yeah. You it had us bad. on your show down there, and and then uh, you you came to our Coffee Stain radio show, and now you're on I our know. show again. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a blast. And we did uh, a few local shows at uh, Orbit Nightclub together, and... Uh, uh, yeah, there, those were some good time, times down in Florida for sure. How long you been away? I've been in New York now for twelve years. What and part I spent, of New, uh, part of New uh, York? About an hour north of Syracuse, uh, okay. around Fort Drum, and it's just a half an hour south of the Canadian border. Ah, you're way up there. Way up here, yeah. <laughs> Big difference from Florida. So, uh, when you see six months of winter and uh, you get uh, more snow per capita than any place else in the states because of the lake effect snow off of Ontario, a lot different from Florida oh, yeah. and the humidity. Yeah. Were you you weren't born in Florida, were you? No, no, I was born in Southern Radio. You just kind of bounce around a little bit, and I was uh, in Illinois, and I went from Illinois to Florida, and then from Florida to Louisville, Kentucky, then back to Illinois, then to Charleston, South Carolina for a little bit, and now in New York for the last 12 years. All right. So you're used to that winter then. You, you're, you know what it's like. No, you're never used to this winter, man. <laughs> you're oh, never used yeah. to this winter. That winter up there. No way. <laughs> I'm, in, um, I'm in South Carolina by Charleston now. 
Uh, where are you at now? Up by, uh, well, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is great. Love it in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, yeah. So I've been here about five years now, I guess. Yeah, when I was in Charleston, we used to uh, send listeners to, uh, I think it was uh, the House of Blues for concerts that were there. Yeah, yeah. We don't get very many of them, though. No? No, I think the last band that came through here at the House of Blues that I can remember was Tesla, maybe? Wow. That was about a year ago, but, you know, not very many people. I guess we're out of the way. Uh, Yeah, I guess uh, they route in different directions now. It just uh, depends on where their, their fan base is settled, I suppose. Right, right. So where do you um where are you at now on what station? Uh ninety-four rock W O T T. Still the rock and roll. Still the rock and roll, still uh dealing with a lot of the the great new bands that are out there, plus playing a lot of the bands that uh that we played, you know, when we were uh down in Florida. A lot of the stuff that uh we did with those local shows, I still spin on uh a specialty show that I do on Saturday nights called uh, the uh, Island of Misfit Songs. So uh, I play a lot of those bands. I've, I've played E3, 420 Brothers, Cinder, um, you know, Nolan Boyd, a lot of those bands that we used to be involved with back then. I still try to play from time to time just to turn people on to different music. Nice, nice. So you're doing what, rock? You're the program director, right? I am the program director. Yeah, I've been uh, programming nice. now for. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, I've been programming now for 17, 18 years now. Okay. And when you were in Fort Myers, were you evenings or what? Nick and I were trying to remember. Yeah. Um, remember. I did. I did nights, and then I was doing afternoons um, at ninety nine X. And. Yeah, I think I was doing afternoons when uh, you did our show and then I did your show. Yeah, yeah, because I th- I want to say it was around, well, I want to say it was around 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock when we came down to your show. Okay, yeah, I think it was probably 6 o'clock. Yeah. I was, you know, I still have a cassette of that interview. Do you? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. love a copy of that. I will get you a copy of that. Outstanding. Yeah. I remember I was sick as a dog when we came down there. Were you sick? Yeah, yeah, I was sick. Yeah, it was uh, me, Dave, and Joe. We came down there, right? Yeah, Dave, yeah. Was, Dave, Dave was with us. Yeah, yeah, there was it's three nice of us see, down there. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see that you guys are back and doing the podcast again. I listened to uh, the last episode uh, yesterday, and uh, great content, great show. It's just, uh, it's good to be able to hear something like that again. I well, appreciate that. It, it, Thanks, it's yeah. kind of hard to get back into it. We were struggling a little bit. At least yeah. we thought we were. Yeah. Still struggling a little bit. Yeah, we still struggle a little bit. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to talk to a microphone sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little bit of an adjustment for sure. Yeah. It's harder uh, doing it from different places. You know, the last time we did it, we were all together in, in one little room, so. Yeah, well, uh, with uh, self quarantine over the last nine weeks, uh, it's a, it's what they call what the new normal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how how would one get used to talking to a microphone? You've been doing it a while. Um, the best advice that I ever got from uh, program director Hurricane Shane when I was in Florida 
he said, you know, don't think of it as you're talking to an audience. Don't think of it as you're talking to all these people. Put a picture of your girlfriend or your wife or your best friend in front of you and strike up a one-on-one conversation with that picture. And that's who you're talking to. And uh, if you realize that you're talking to one person at a time on the other side of it, uh, it just, it, it becomes easier and it becomes more of a conversation for you. That's a good point. I'm going to try that. Unfortunately, I've got a picture of Nick staring at me right now, (laughs) making this crazy face. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that can, uh, you know, be a calming effect as well. Yeah. Yeah. So with this quarantine, are you at home doing your shows or how's that work for you? I, 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 I've been doing, because there's a lot of other computer work that I do. Uh, I've been going into the station and it's just me and the owner that's there. Everybody else is doing their work from home. So, uh, it's actually been, you know, an empty house every single day for the last eight weeks. And, uh, I've done a couple of shows here um, just to try it out, but it's not as good. The clarity's not as good, and the interviews are not as good. So I've just uh, I've I've maintained everything. I I I don't know. I just kind of geek out because I have a safe haven in that studio, so I know all the equipment backward and forward. And uh, I guess I guess you really can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right. Right. Hey, speaking of equipment, if you've listened to some of the other episodes you might know that we have some technical issues as far as phone goes. Yeah, right. We're, try- we're, we're trying to get, uh, so people can call in on the phone as, in case they don't have Skype or whatever, but we can't seem to figure it out. Um, I can't get my cell phone to work through the, the mixer and the interface. Yeah. Joe keeps buying these adapters, but they don't seem to work. <laughs> yeah. I've got like 50 of them now. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one of the issues that I was having at home um, with doing the interviews. I know that uh, Skype works. I know that Zoom has worked as well. But getting a great uh, recorder for recording phone conversations has been kind of difficult, uh, finding a match for the iPhone. So uh, that's why everything, you know, the, the phones all go through the board at the radio station. So it's just been much easier for me to be able to conduct those interviews that way. So, uh, yeah, it's, that was, that was kind of the issue that made me not want to do my show from home. Yeah. You wouldn't think it would be so hard, but I I don't know why I can't figure it out. Yeah. I know that there's, um, I know when I was initially looking at trying to do a podcast, if you go online, there's, there's different equipment that you can We we lost you a little bit there, Lance. Did you? Sorry about that. That's not very radio professional. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Technical difficulties. You there? <laughs> Did we lose them? Looks like we, we lost, lost them. them. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dave running his equipment over there? <laughs> Let's see what's going on. Oh well, maybe let's call him. Let's call him back. Try calling him back. Hello. There you yeah. go. <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend that never happened. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 I don't know anything. 
joke and cut that out. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll edit that out of there. But yeah, so it, it it's I don't know what's going on with it. I still got to figure it out. Well, the content is good, and uh, you guys have uh, a, a great rapport, so it uh, makes it easy to listen to, regardless of any technical difficulties. So, oh, appreciate, appreciate that. It. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about radio, eh? Let's do it. What do you got? You like that, eh? Because you're up there a, by Canada. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, we got a lot of Canadian listeners. So we, uh, we, it's it's actually fun up here because I get to pay attention to the Canadian charts as well as the U.S. charts. So I can play Canadian artists that uh, are not necessarily doing fantastic in the states, but do really well in Canada. And uh, I get a I get to cheat the edges a little bit, cheat, and uh, play a little bit of the best of both worlds. So are the Canadian charts a lot different than the U.S. charts? Slightly different. Uh, they skew a little alternative and a bit more retro. Like uh, the Black Keys are really popular on the active rock charts in Canada, but more alternative charts in the States. They don't do as well uh, stateside. And, and then you've got uh, some Canadian bands like uh, uh, the Glorious Sons and J.J. Wild and the Headstones and the Tragically Hip uh, that do well. And then you've got Canadian acts like Three Days Grace and Nickelback, uh, which do great in the States, but do honestly on the radio horribly in Canada. Hmm. Interesting. What. Um, all right. So you've been a radio a long time. So what what has changed since when you started up till now? Um, consolidation has changed a lot of. Uh, I mean, when I was first starting out in Fort Myers, you know, you start on the weekends and then you work your way up to getting full-time overnights and nights, afternoons, middays, mornings, you know, going to programming, production, uh, promotions, whatever it is that you, you know, whatever avenue it is you want to do in, in radio. But a lot of those breeding grounds for the talent of tomorrow have been eliminated. Uh, now it's just music and imaging and the overnights and you've got voice tracking or a syndicated program at night. Um, you know, so you've got maybe one or two live jocks on a radio station now, uh, where, I mean, it used to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you would have a slew of part-timers. You would have uh, a live morning show with two or three people plus live day parts the rest of the day. It just doesn't happen anymore. Um, and that's uh, that's the saddest part is that there's there's so much talent that's out there uh, and so many people that are on the beach. I don't know if you um, read about it. It was back at the end of last year, like right around Christmas. And iHeartRadio, formerly Clear Channel, uh, fired a thousand people from all of their radio stations. And uh, a lot of those people, very, very talented people. Uh, still on the beach and without jobs because, you know, th there's not as many jobs that are available for people like that. So, um, yeah, it, 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 they, you know, companies like iHeart have figured out, well, I can put a hub in Nashville and I can have one morning show to feed out to 15 different regional radio stations and I can have three different jocks voice track shows on 15 different radio stations and I can fire, you know, 45 people 
and uh, and save a bunch of cash because we're only paying one morning show, one midday person, one afternoon person to be on all of these different stations in Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, Mississippi. Uh, that's that's taken a, a lot of uh, a lot of the life out of radio over the last few years, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Now, now, go ahead, Nick. I was just going to ask him. Uh, now, was ninety uh, nine X your first big gig, or did you have anything before that? Ninety nine X was my first big gig. I, I had done radio in Illinois and Indiana, um, mostly part time work at a few radio stations, uh, but it was kind of the good old boy syndrome to where you had to know somebody and then you parked yourself on a weekend shift and you, you know, busted your ass for six years and then maybe you could get uh, a, a full-time shift somewhere. And uh, I, I didn't have the patience for that and uh, I needed a change of scenery. So moving to Florida, I went down and uh, Hurricane Shane hired me for Rock 106 uh, to be part-time on the weekends. And then he made me part-time doing overnights and then, uh, rock 106 flipped to storm 106. And then they flipped storm 106 to something else and slid me down the hall to 99 X where I started to work my way up from weekends to overnights to nights to afternoons to midday and assistant program director. Mm-hmm. You still speak to any of those guys down there? Oh, absolutely. Still friends with, uh, uh, and I just actually, Ann Ray, uh, just flew out to San Diego right before this pandemic hit, uh, at the, uh, end of February, 1st of March. And we stayed there for a week with uh, her and Jimmy, who was the, uh, guitar player from the old band waxed and uh, may remain close friends with them for, uh, over 20 years now. She came and worked for me in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, we've just known each other for a long time. I talk with Zito all the time. I talk with Lee Daniels every now and then, who's uh, now living in Costa Rica as a teacher. Um, I talk with Matt Mangus, who's now the program director for 96K Rock down there. So, yeah, I, I stay in touch with all those people. To me, that was that was one of the best radio stations. Uh, it's easily the best radio station I've ever been a part of with the all the talent that was on hand. It was just an incredible experience and, uh, and so many talented people uh, to have in the same building to, to brainstorm with, to feed off of and to learn from. It was, uh, you know, it was great. And Joe Bell, the GM, he's now at uh, WMMR in Philadelphia doing quite well for himself. And uh, uh, yeah, I try to stay in touch with all those people as, as often as possible. Yeah. You had a great group down there. I remember with um, the coffee stain website, pretty much everybody down there was pretty supportive of helping, you know, grow the local music scene down there at that time. I, I, I gotta be, I gotta tell you, man, I, I was shocked that it didn't erupt. I really, I don't, I mean, you know, you, you've been on radio for a while and you see a, uh, a lot of unsigned bands playing live and the music scene in Fort Myers, Port Charlotte, St. Pete, at that time, late 90s, early 2000s, there were so many different styles of bands and they all, you know, provided different needs for different audiences. And uh, and the music was just fantastic. I go back and I listen to a lot of those bands and I just I say to myself, how did how did these bands never get signed? And it was it was an incredible scene. And you did a, a, a great job 
and kind of helping to build that as well. Why the labels never saw it, it will always perplex me. But uh, yeah, it was that was that was a blast at that time. It was a blast. Yeah, there were a lot of good bands around <clears throat> there in the area at that time. Now there was a handful that did sign some deals, wasn't there? Yeah, Cinder. you had Cinder signed with Geffen, and then they kind of got swallowed up with the Interscope merger. Uh, Twisted Method got signed by Epic, but then they got buried. Their album barely saw the light of day. Um, and, uh, you know, you had Crushdown out of Marco Island that got signed uh, to MCA Records. So, yeah, there were a couple of bands that got signed, and that was all part of MCA also picked up a couple of Miami bands in Nonpoint and Darwin's Waiting Room. And, uh, and they had even picked us up for a, a little demo that they let us uh, record at Elysian Studios over Miami with uh, Jason Beeler. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they were, there was a little bit of light. Uh, Charlie Panaccio, who uh, uh, worked for Universal Studios uh, at the time, and uh, had a couple of label showcases that bands were a part of, but nobody got signed and then you know, busted big. Uh, Cinder had a song, Soul Creation, that peaked, I think, at uh, number 25 on the active rock charts. And that's when I was in Louisville, Kentucky, and the label was telling me not to play the band, to play somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that song. That was a good one. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it would have it it been a hit if the label had actually put some, some heat behind it. But after the merger, uh, you know, it's just, uh, the same people that signed them, the same people that grow the the band aren't working there anymore, and uh, their priorities shift to, to different bands. And it's unfortunate. Cinder's still great. They just released a new album last year, and and we actually played the, the new Cinder record up here. I mean, those those guys are fantastic. Still, still making music after all this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw they just had something new not too long ago, and I yeah, was surprised and- to see them. I didn't know they were still around. They played every now and then. Uh, I mean, they still do the Soapy Tuna thing down at the, the clubs in uh, Naples, Fort Myers, and Cape Coral. Um, but they did their first album, I think, I want to say in, gosh, uh, about 15 years, an album called The Machine. And it's brilliant. It's a great album. Um, but uh, once again, it just, it's, it's, it's a, a tough field right now, and it's very difficult to break uh, unless you have the money to to back some of these projects uh you know it's it's a different playing field in regards to radio these days unfortunately yeah how is the scene up there where you're at now uh the scene up here is great uh actually i've got uh one one band in regular rotation and i try to uh to rotate bands every now and then we've got a band called the northmen that are kind of like fozzy a little bit and then you can uh see their influences of like judas priest iron maiden metallica and uh and we uh, a bunch of young guys. We play them in rotation. We've also played bands like uh, Tirade and Lake Effect Mud, Caustic Method, Disorder. There's a band called Less Than Hate. There's actually a really, really good, uh, like more of a hardcore scene up here in New York between uh, Syracuse, Watertown, Auburn, uh, Rochester, Albany. Uh, there's a lot of great bands up here. Are you still playing? Uh, actually, I had... Once Waxed broke up in 2002 and I went to Louisville to program for the first time, I just I gave it up, hadn't done anything. And then last year, Jimmy reached out to me. He had uh, recorded an album, all instrumental, 
And he'd asked me if I would contribute to one song and one song turned into 25 songs. So I ended up flying out to San Diego to see them, but also to record vocals in a studio. Uh, And we recorded for, I think, a dozen songs and we're working on an EP that uh, we're hoping to release uh, before the end of the year. Okay. You have to send me a song. I will. Yeah, it's a new project. It's called Our Mother of God. Right. Now, are you singing? I am singing, yes. I am singing and uh, wrote all the... I had not written a song in... uh, in 17 years and uh and then all of a sudden he sent me all these different instrumentals and uh i I got back into writing in the last eight or nine months i've written about 40 songs so uh it's 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 he's uh he's inspired me to get out of my shell again and get creative because the music is just absolutely phenomenal so um, it's fun to be a part of it, uh, with him and then with this bass player from London that's, uh, been contributing, uh, he's doing the guitars, piano, mandolin, and, uh, keyboards and drums. And, uh, and then I just, uh, lay down some vocals and mess everything up a little bit. You guys recording that on that's your own? Right? Yeah. He's got a studio, uh, in San Diego and he recorded everything there. The bass player is recording his parts in London and sending them to Jimmy. And then I, uh, I've been recording the scratch tracks in New York and I'd sent him the scratch tracks between uh, July of last year and February of this year. And then I flew out there at the end of February and spent a week there recording the vocals properly uh, on 12 songs in the studio. And then we're hoping to narrow that down to four or five to release in an EP. And then uh, do another EP after that, you know, just focus on the first few, get those done. Uh, his son actually uh, does video. So we're going to do a video and, uh, you know, just, you know, have some fun with it. See what happens. Go from there. Yeah. Yeah. The technology today is so, you know, it's great what you can do, you know, oh, it makes it Every, so much everybody easier. in different areas, you know, different places. You can just send tracks to each other. And that's, that, that's what Joe and I do. So, yeah, it, it comes in handy. It's a blast. I mean, it, it makes it so much easier to be able to record. I remember when we right. did the the wax demo. Um, Anthony Kojak, who was the bass player at the time, was also an engineer. He had learned in uh, in Nashville, and to be able to get our studio time, he uh, worked out a deal with a studio in Naples, to where he would engineer a couple of projects if we could come in. Uh, to record over a couple of weeks in the overnight. So we would get there at 11 o'clock at night once they'd shut down and we would set up and record until seven o'clock in the morning and then tear down so that the studio would open for uh, paying customers. But that's that's how we had to record 20 years ago. And now it's like, oh, well, I'll just record some parts here (laughs) on my phone and uh, send them off to Jimmy and Jimmy will lay the tracks into his Pro Tools, uh, his studio. And yeah, it's it's so much so much more, easier to yeah it's more convenient now absolutely and nick and i just did a, a what 11 songs nick 11 songs yeah but that same way um yeah, just uh, the songs i wrote i'm not a very good guitar player I, I must say so i would record my guitar parts of the songs that i wrote and send, send them to nick send them to me i would uh you know elaborate on them good. a little more <laughs> <laughs> 
and then he'd send them back. I I would send my ideas to him. And Joe's good at putting stuff together better than I am. He'll put the pieces of the puzzle together. Or I can, I'll just have ideas, and Joe's Joe's better at putting them together than I am. So, well, you still need to send me some songs. You got to send me yeah, some stuff. You know what? I never yeah. did, did I? I'll, did I will not. as soon as as soon as we're done this podcast. I'll I'll see if I can send you some. Okay. But yeah, we did we did a whole album. We're going to put it out. You know, just for fun. It's just yeah, know. it's fun, and we're already talking about uh, doing another one. So I can't wait to do that. Uh, I I I get you, man. It's like the. It's it's amazing to get the creative juices flowing after you know the the absence of time where you haven't right. done anything, and then you know you, you feel like you know twenty years ago once you've missed that opportunity that window is closed. There's there you know you're not going to be able to do it. But it's like like you said, it's like the technology is there to be able to do things oh, yeah. from your own home. It's I, I I love it. It's therapeutic, and uh, you know it's. Uh, it's good to be able to do that. I can't, I, I love listening to new music now. I mean, one of my favorite things is listening to, to unsigned bands, you know, the bands that are still hungry and trying mm-hmm. to, to make it as opposed to, you know, no offense, listening to the, the eighth shinedown LP. That's, yeah. you know, super polished and super good, you know, songwriting. But, uh, you know, it's like, I, I, I want to hear some of the younger bands that are out there. Right. Do you still have any of the local CDs? Oh, I, I from, keep all from way stuff. back in the day. Absolutely. I need to get Absolutely. some of that from you. I used okay. to have, you know, because we had our the whole show and everything that we had back then. Right. I had boxes and boxes of CDs, and I I don't know what happened to them. I had a bunch as soon as um. I remember uh, I ended up giving some of them to uh, to an. Uh, the local person that was down there because I was leaving to go to Louisville, but I did keep a bunch of them uh, from the day to listen to, cause I had my own copies and I still, I still probably have about 50 or 60 of the local CDs from, from that time frame. Uh, you know, 420 brothers, Nolan Boyd, um, uh, Cinder when they were soapy tuna and then fragile X before Cinder. Uh, they were Jesus gun at one point. So I, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of that stuff. That's fun. That's good that you kept that. We have some video somewhere of, um, the radio show. Remember when you came on the Hello? radio show? You there? You there? Lose him again. Lose him. Lance. <laughs> Lancer. Hello. Hello. Do we have to call him back? Well, I'm right so here. Oh, there, there he is. is. All right. I'm right here. <laughs> it said connection right. lost, and then all of a sudden, here I am again. So, yeah, that's that technology we were just talking about for you. I know, I know. But uh, so I was saying, when you came to our radio show that we had at our house that time, we used to film those. I don't know if you remember, but Nick uh, has. I didn't the, remember the filming part. Yeah, yeah Nick has a bunch Molly of zip. Yeah, I have a bunch of uh, zip discs. I think all the shows that we did on there, and um, we do have some videos and stuff like that. But I need to buy a zip drive to see if we even have them. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I remember uh, it was Anthony and I, I that came up to do the interview. I don't think Jimmy or I'm not sure if uh, our drummer made it or not. I, I can't remember that, but I, I do remember Anthony and I were there. Yeah. 
if we can never get those videos yeah if we can get those videos i want to put them up on our youtube channel yeah, yeah. Oh, i hope we have them those would be uh, good to have i hope so too i'd definitely go back to watch those so why did you start in radio let me ask you this uh i actually started in radio because uh, when i was getting out of high school i was in a band and I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to do music. And uh, my mom wanted me to go to college. So I was like, all right, I'll go for radio because maybe that'll help me get, you know, a record contract or something. And um, went to school for a couple of years and that evolved into doing more radio while doing bands, you know, juggling those uh, projects. Um, then I was in between bands and not happy with radio, moved to Florida and, uh, it got to a point where it was, uh, I was going to either keep trying to do the band thing or be a program director for the first time. So I made the decision to quit waxed finally and moved to Louisville, Kentucky to, to program. I mean, I'd done radio for a long time, but I've been doing the band kind of parallel. Uh, the band never materialized, never went anywhere. I kind of realized I was spinning my wheels and radio was where really where I needed to focus my energies. And, and I've done that for the most part the last 20 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show Trivia Game, where we'll quiz our contestants on music and movie trivia from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. The first contestant to answer three questions correctly wins. Nick? Uh, watch out, he rigs it. He rigs it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to rig I'm it. I'm ready. <laughs> this is going to be an easy one. Okay. okay. So the first one to three is going to win. Okay. So if you think you know the answer, just say your name. Okay. okay. <laughs> Who it's sold rigged. more albums? Now, listen, listen. Now, this is going to be just <laughs> U.S. album sales, okay? Okay. U.S., okay. Total album sales. Who has more? Who sold more albums? ACDC or Pink Floyd? Lance. I will Lance, go with, I will go with uh, ACDC. It is Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Uh, All right. Zero, zero. I was going to say Pink Floyd. All right. <laughs> Same question, but here's so your I'm artist. I'm just going to keep buzzing in, Nick, and then even if I'm wrong, you're not going to get any points. <laughs> so I'm going to rig it in my favor. No, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're changing the rules right now. Uh, so damn, I knew so I you didn't know. You got that wrong and buzzed in, so Nick gets that point. Ah. Uh, one to nothing, Nick. All right, all right. All right. So you got to be careful. All right. <laughs> same, same question. Here's your artist: Bruce Springsteen or Aerosmith? Nick. Nick. Bruce Springsteen. Aerosmith has more sales. One to one. Outstanding. Right, He's got a point for being wrong. All right. You ready? Ready. Fleetwood Mac or Van Halen? Nick. Lance. Oh, Nick. Van Halen. Correct. Van Halen has more album sales. Two to one, Nick. All right. 
All right, Lance, you got to catch up. I know, I know. <clears throat> All right. Elton John or Billy Joel? Lance. Lance. I will go with Billy Joel. Correct. That's a tie score. We're just becoming a good one. Two to two. So the next person who gets the answer right will win. All right. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin or the Eagles? Lance. Lance. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Correct. Oh, that's winner. Lance is the winner. Woohoo! <laughs> that was fun. That was. That, that was stressful, was little... man. <laughs> you almost you, lost it. You beat me I by know. half a second. Half a second. <laughs> <clears throat> the rate the radio guy's supposed to win. I know. <laughs> but you did win, so there you, you go. Did win. <sighs> That's only the second time we ever played the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show trivia, so we're still new to how that's supposed to work. Yeah. I that's like why it. I like... that's why right now I make the rules up as we go. <laughs> He's the host. Well, when I say I'm gonna rules. cheat, you probably have to change the rules. So Well, the last time we played with our guest, I tried to make all the questions yeah. for the guest so Nick would know nothing. <laughs> nice. Rigged. But it, it got all messed up. Okay. I think I think that was our episode with Remus Tucker. If you Remus want to check Tucker. that episode out. Yes. I will check that episode out. Yeah. We messed it all up. But it's fun. All right. Well, what what else? Uh, where can people uh, find more information about you? Do you have any social media stuff going on or what? Uh, they can follow me uh, on Twitter at Lancer Rock Radio. Uh, the same for Instagram. Um, they can always... Uh, I, I say if you want to... If you want to listen to like what I truly love and am passionate about, I mean, and I, I love the station. I love what we do. I'm very proud of uh, 94 Rock WOTT. But where I get to play is on Saturday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight. And I do my show, Island of Misfit Songs. And I'll play uh, some newer, deeper songs that nobody's playing. I play uh, unsigned bands. I play uh, a lot of older music from the 90s uh, that, that a lot of people haven't heard. In quite some time, I'll play some some funnier tracks, you know, Fade to Bluegrass, or I'll play, uh, um, you know, something along the lines of Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. But I, I mean, just uh, I'll play Ministry and Pantera and uh, just all, all sorts of different genres of rock in two hours just to kind of have some fun and play and do stuff that uh, I hope uh, turns people on to some different kinds of music, not just what you always hear on the radio. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's, that's great. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. 94rockwott.com is the website. And you can also stream us on Google and Alexa devices. And then we've got the free apps for Androids and iPhones. But uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, and uh, check out my Saturday night show. So, Saturday nights. I'm going to check that Saturday out. Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah. Sounds interesting. Now, do you. When you play do shows like that with all you know a variety of different artists unsigned and signed, right? Do you log those songs or how? What happens with that stuff? Uh, it is all logged within the music scheduling software that we have, which is uh, Music Master, and then we send that stuff uh, off to ASCAP, BMI. Um, I mean, they get uh, they get a list of our playlists, uh, and you know disperse the funds however they see fit or whatever you know we pay the licensing yeah. fees every year but uh, yeah I, I 
I keep track of uh, of all the spins from all the artists uh, that that we play, both uh, signed and unsigned. Now, is that something radio stations are supposed to do all the time, or do like a local show? Are they not going to do something like that? Uh, a lot of it depends on. Uh, usually, some of those artists will get overlooked because the spins are so few. You know, uh, ASCAP and BMI, if they're getting one spin over the course of a year, that'd be like, what, 0. 0.0001 cent. Right. Uh, so something might not go to the artist. But if uh, an artist gets, you know, uh, 50, 100, 1,000 spins, then they start to actually see money off the spins. I, I, I don't know what the payout is from ASCAP, BMI, but uh, mm-hmm. um, it, it seems that if it's a smaller band that doesn't get, a ton of spins then they probably you know don't get that nickel check in the mail yeah yeah who um honestly i've been out of touch with rock music lately who's like the hot band right now um i mean the stuff that does well uh this still does well from 20 years ago godsmack and disturbed and Papa Roach, but as far as like some of the newer bands that are creating buzz, uh, I really like the Blue Stones, um, Highly Suspect, Glorious Sons, uh, Bad Flower is a, is a really good newer band. And then there's uh, like a new, uh, with the, what the younger kids are, are really into and the stuff that's, uh, that's, that's streaming extremely well are uh, a lot of these screamo bands that they've got like asking alexandria i prevail fall in reverse uh, a day to remember um, those bands doing extremely well uh, with a lot of the younger audiences that are out there but uh, i recommend blue stones uh, which kind of have a black keys kind of vibe to them uh, bad flower and highly suspect which kind of grapple with serious stuff with their lyrics the black moods are a fun band to listen to um you know there's 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 a lot of good music that's out there right now okay i'm gonna check those bands out you ever heard of a band called big wreck i think they're called big wreck oh yeah i've interviewed interviewed ian uh a couple of different times they've been to watertown three times um and actually when uh leonard skinner came here a few years ago uh ricky medlock and i talked about ian um thornley because of the fact that uh, when i was at 99x in fort myers ricky medlock had called me and he's like hey lancer you heard uh you heard of this band uh big wreck and i was like oh yeah yeah they're uh they're great you know we've uh we've played uh you know uh um blown wide open and uh, we played the oaf and he's like yeah it's a great band so i knew ricky medlock was a fan and ian thornley and i have talked about uh, Ricky Medlock uh, being a fan of Big Wreck, and he he already knew that he'd heard it through the grapevine. So yeah, Big Wreck's fantastic, and the fact that they got back together just a few years ago and have made a couple of great albums, uh, it, it's great to see them still making music. Yeah, I, I, someone just told me about them yesterday. I haven't heard them yet, but I was going to check them out. Oh, check out the first album. The first album is incredible, and uh, Blown Wide Open is one of my favorite. One of my all-time favorite songs, and easily my favorite song from Big Wreck. All right, I will do that. The lead singer sounds eerily similar to Chris Cornell. Like, he has amazing pipes. 
Not to mention, he's also the lead guitar player. The guy plays a double neck like nobody's business. He's phenomenal. Oh, have you ever heard him, Nick? Never heard of him. I haven't. I, I didn't hear. I haven't heard of anything. Glances. Uh, any of the band plans <laughs> mentioned at all? <laughs> I feel old. Well, we I'll kind of are old now. <laughs> I have to check them out. Yeah, I'm going to check out a lot of those bands. <laughs> but all right, all right, Lance. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Lance. Uh, my pleasure, guys. It 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 was so great to to have you uh, reach out to me on Facebook. I was like, oh my god, I it brought back so many great memories, and uh, you know, enjoyed hanging with you guys and talking music. You know, 20 years ago, and uh, and this has definitely been a blast. It's a an honor to be on the show. So uh, appreciate it. You guys keep up the great work and keep uh doing the podcast and uh, you got a fan and a listener now i'll definitely be listening more i appreciate awesome it. i appreciate it spread the word if you could too oh no i'm gonna as soon as you've uh, got it all done i'm gonna share it on all of our social media links i'm gonna talk about it on the air cool. uh so I'll, awesome. I'll definitely be uh uh hyping it up and please send me the songs too i want to hear what you guys have been working on i will i'm gonna try and uh like i said after we're done this show i'll try and shoot them over to you if for whatever reason i forget because i am old now so i forget <laughs> things quick text me tomorrow and remind me and i'll get them to you i will definitely do that i will definitely do that all right buddy it was good talking to you uh yeah, we'll talk to do it to again. joe nick keep up the great work so good talking with you guys and i uh, can't wait to uh, to hear more all right man all right take care lance you too nick be good guys that's all for this week. Join us next week for another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.